Welcome to the Outer Realms with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of The Outer Realm. We're broadcasting live here on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been with us on this journey since the very beginning. So thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so much. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, uh, Justin Snicker, the sonic surgeon, uh, for our intro and outro uh you can check him out he's an award-winning composer of halloween horror sci-fi and dark wave electronic music which can be found anywhere that good music can be found and tis the season so definitely check him out it's got a lot of new stuff coming up artwork is provided by mr steve mcginnis another amazing artist check him out you can find him on facebook tonight we welcome for the very first time um, filmmaker and author Richard Stanley, and he's going to be discussing Otto, oh, Otto Ron and the Holy Grail, his search for this, and just it's just so fascinating. There's so much to this. Um, you guys are just going to have to check it out because it's just pretty mind-blowing. Um, but in order to do that, you're going to have to check out all of our chat room so tonight we are on switching up a little bit you can find us on linkedin under our producer joe montaldo you can find us on youtube outer realm ufo gods and extraterrestrials and ufo paranormal on facebook news on the flip side ufo paranormal and united public radio canada's most haunted uh and of course the outer realm and go ahead and drop your comments in i see we're filling up so hello 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 <laughs> There we are. Hello. Hello, Bubbles. How's it Hi. Going? How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, man. It's Hi, been, Carrie. Day. been a day. Oh, right? uh, yeah. Ago. Been a week. Oh, yeah. Mm, been a week, yeah. and it's only Wednesday. Hi, it's, Carrie. Hi, Janie. Hi, Cheval. Hi, Zach. Wednesday. Hi, Wing. Yeah. And, and I should put a little something out there for, you know, stalkers out there. Uh -oh. A few stalkers. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Doing all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, trying to get yourselves noticed. You need to stop because there are cease and desists for that. There are lawyers for that, and that's a happening yeah. thing if it doesn't stop. So enough is enough. Go away. Yeah, <laughs> I always say I have the okay. time and means to keep you there forever. So you might want to think exactly. twice. Finances so are an issue. Okay. No, not an I have issue. no issues keeping no, you in court no. for I've a long nice. time. I've been nice to this point, and I'm not going to be nice for much longer. Enough is enough. No. It's really scary and it's intrusive. It and um, take the hint. It's you know, it's sociopathic, my darling. It's sociopathic if you're listening and watching. That's it's right. It's wrong what you're doing. That's right. And from what I understand, friends have have been very vocal about this to this individual before. So clearly, somebody is just not getting it. And I have no. been very kind. But again, 
I have a very good lawyer on this. So if it continues, it's not going to be pretty enough. So hate to vent, hate to be a bear bad news <laughs> <laughs> because that's not what we like to no, do. It's haunting. It's midweek. I've got this person blocked. So it's the only way I can come out and just say it. You know? Yeah, so absolutely. Because we know that they're listening. Uh, uh, exactly. Sad but true. But tonight, Stalkers, I'm, I'm yes. so excited for tonight. So um, we have Richard Stanley, who, you know, thank you to our dear friend Hamilton White for this connection. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> I know. Exactly. That's so, a whole um, other show. It is. And he's going to be coming on in a few minutes. So if we want to give him a little intro. that would Yes, be I will definitely get to that right now. Um, our guest tonight was born in South Africa. Stanley was first exposed to the 1934 moving image of King Kong at the age of four when his father brought home a 16 millimeter print in 1989. A short film written and directed by Stanley, The Rites of Passage, won the IAC international student film trophy which he used to draw sufficient interest and funding to create the cape town film and video school first of its kind on the subcontinent that is historical right just right there richard stanley is a documentarian journalist filmmaker cameraman screenplay writer and director of music videos commercial and cult classic films and well known in the horror film genre In 2019, Stanley directed the film Lovecraft's The Color Out of Space, starring Nicolas Cage. Stanley is currently residing in Montsegur, France, where he was granted permanent residency in the region and is currently working on a multi-volume chronicle on the history of that castle. Ooh. I know. Yes. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hey. um, Good evening, Michelle. How are you? I'm very good. It's um, three in the morning here in French Occitania, and I'm absolutely delighted to be with you. Thank Um, you. So you look pretty spry considering it's three. You look like us at 3 a.m., actually. Yes. (laughs) I guess I've always been a bit of a night owl, and the um, moon's still pretty full out there. So I'm. Very nice. That's Very good. Nice. That's good. Unfortunately, Hamilton and Carl are not night owls, so we have to film during no. the day. Just saying, Hamilton. Yeah, we can razz them a lot now. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's Richard true. <laughs> and yeah, Hamilton, unfortunately, is still recovering from a um, a pretty nasty incident earlier in the week, because as you may know, um, yes. Hamilton's house got struck by lightning. Yes. And, yes. Um, which um, did an insane amount of damage and... Um, behaved very strangely didn't um trip any of the circuit breakers or any of the fuses in the house but yeah ran through the entire building oh it's, my god it's scary yeah. i've it been my house has been struck right where it went right behind me and i saw the reflection in the mirror it went right through my window and behind me and just bounced back off of the wall it's scary yeah i know truly yeah. and the um the insurers won't cover it because they Say it's an act of God, and um, I'll give you an act of God. Yeah, yeah. I won't pay the you next statement. A few minutes ago, uh, oh. I'm all I, over act of God right now. Yeah, and of course, they won't accept an act of aggressive witchcraft either as an explanation. So, wow. they wouldn't accept that. We can write a letter, <laughs> we'll send in some hate. We'll, mail. we'll write you a know. note, Hamilton. We'll write you a note. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope he gets his power back on soon, so at least he can tune in. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, me absolutely. too. Absolutely. Me too. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I, I don't even... I don't even know where to start, but I, I guess I'm going to start as always with with humble beginnings. I mean, what what brought you, you know, to France? What was your motivation? I mean, I understand all the films and everything else, but you've spent a lot of research on this upcoming project uh, or the, the book. I don't want to say too much about the book because that's not my news to share. Um, so why don't you start wherever you want to start? And we're just going to keep up with you and uh, throw stuff in as we go along. How about that? Okay. So, yes, there is a book on the way. And um, it's been a, a very embattled manuscript. <laughs> um, it's taken 32 years to bring it to this point. The um, working title is The Last Crusade. And I'm very much hoping The Last Crusade will be with us by shortly after Halloween. And it oh. Wow. Yeah, it represents yeah thirty-two years of um of field work out here. I first came here in the um, summer of nineteen ninety, and I admit it was initially for entirely cynical reasons. I was um, engaged by Channel Four Television's religion department as a as a researcher back then, wow. um, and they were um they'd had a hit um documentary um called the Real Jurassic Park about retrieving dinosaur dna from amber and they wanted to follow that up with a rail raiders the lost ark show so they engaged me as a researcher to try and find out if there was any truth behind the story that the um the nazis had been looking for the ark of the covenant um either mm -hmm. shortly before or during world war ii and um i was dispatched to europe in 1990 with a um a reasonable budget to try and um track down any surviving members of the um the Arnenerbe ss the ss's archaeological group and to see if any of them would be prepared to be interviewed for um british television at, at that point in time it was yeah strictly a job and um Along the way, um, obviously, I found um, eyewitnesses, I found first-hand testimony, and um, gradually a, a story started to emerge that was um, so incredible that um, I had a very hard time believing it. And it wasn't quite the story that um, Channel 4 Television wanted. Um, yeah. To begin with, it, um, we, we didn't find an Ark of the Covenant story. But um, what we did find was a was a Holy Grail story, and the deeper I bored into it, the stranger it got. Um, in the end, I found about um, twenty eight um, eyewitnesses, people who had actually been around at the time and who were prepared to talk to us. Mm. And when um, Channel Four Television um, backed away from the project, I continued on my own. I got. Um, yeah, so involved that um, I felt that we needed to um, to basically harvest the testimony and um, get the story down um, while these folk were still alive, because my um, my witnesses obviously started dying off. It was um, right at the um, the tail end of the period where when it was possible to still find anyone who had been in a um, a command position or a position of power mm. at the time. Now in 2022, they're all gone um so um the um the recordings and the documentary evidence really is um yeah all we've got to um to prove that it ever happened mm, wow 
32 years, the, 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 the SS was pretty known for going after holy relics, though, weren't they? I mean, there's stories of them going everywhere to try and collect these pieces for you know, esoteric reasons, occult reasons, I'm sure, as they were heavily involved in that, but also for a museum. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, destiny was supposed to be in their hands as well. Yeah, that's true as well. And yeah. um, along the way, they did some. Um, there, a lot of it, obviously, was um, was nonsense. But um, at the same time, they actually did a few things which were pretty remarkable, like the um, the first um, Tibet expedition. They were the um, really the um, the first um, Europeans to um, to make it to Lhasa. And um, some of that stuff was um, pretty surprising. And um, being the SS, they also um, consistently asked questions that um, no one else ever asked and um, conducted um, pretty questionable research that um, no one else ever reproduced. I mean, the, the Tibet expedition um, were interested, for instance, in the role of uh, homosexuality in temple politics. They investigated <laughs> um, ritual cannibalism, uh, plenty of different ideas that uh, uh, subsequent um, expeditions kind of ignored. Uh, mm. But um, I pretty much zeroed in on the the Holy Grail story, which um, became my um, yeah my running um, passion. Um, Forward slash burden over the over the years. Yes, absolutely. And in your research, because everybody's got a theory, <laughs> and let's let's go with your perspective on this. What is the Holy Grail? Well, um, yeah, many many cups to choose from. Always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go with your favorite cup a chalice yeah. perhaps yeah, well, I guess, a chalice. yeah I guess it's worth saying that um, <clears throat> for a lot of folk they think the holy grail is a, um, a purely metaphorical idea or a, yeah. um, a, a romantic notion but in point of fact um, there are any number of physical objects actual um, material objects which um do tick all the boxes and um, <laughs> correspond to the um, the description of being the of being the Holy Grail. Um, there's quite a few of these objects that survive into the present day and are still punting around um, modern day Europe. Wow. I mean, um, it's difficult to know quite when the story starts because the um, earliest accounts of the Holy Grail story are now lost to us. I, I think um, Cretian de Troyes accounts, the earliest that survives. We know that there were probably two or three um, earlier Grail epics from um, Guillaume de Provence and Phlegitanus the Moor, which are not, yeah, now lost to us. And going further back from that, I guess you can link it to um, Brand's Cauldron or the, cornuco the Cornucopia, mm -hmm. the notion of something that will give you... Um, anything you want that will renew your life and give you um, peace and plenty. Mm -hmm. But by the time it came to um, Chrétien de Troyes' um, first account of Parsifal, the grail was described as a, um, as a serving dish, as a, as, as a golden platter bearing the um, Christian fish symbol, mm -hmm. of the Vesica Pisces. And um, yeah, this um, serving platter from um, the Chrétien de Troyes account still exists and is in the collection of the Louvre um, Museum Gallery in um, Paris. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And was, yeah, um, authenticated and traced down by um, the um, religious historian Mark Oxborough. Mm -hmm. um, then in um, the second account, we get Parsifal um, by um, Wolfram von Eschenbach. The um, grail is now described as a hard, dark stone. Um, Lapis exilus, the stone from the sky, a dark stone kept in a reliquary. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it's this um, dark stone from the sky that... Um, Sounds like often, a bit of meteorite. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, is that... Um, mm. Um, our line of research on this has um, traced it back to um, what's essentially a meteorite and quite likely the same substance that um, the black stone of the Kaaba is formed out of in um, in Islam um, for some um, unfathomable reason. When you pray, everyone has to face Mecca and has to align yes. themselves towards the black stone of the Kaaba. Yes. And in the corner of that stone is another one of these um, these mysterious mm -hmm. dark stones, which um, may well be um, meteoric aerolites, mm -hmm. um, fragments of the um, of the great outside, um, sub su a substance from another world that um, presumably came here as meteoric debris um, millions of years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, these things have been venerated by... Um, yeah, early human beings, um, literally cave dwellers, Cro-Magnons, and yeah. people yeah, before the um, yeah, before recorded history even began, mm -hmm. and closely linked to um, the origins of yeah of, of goddess worship, mm -hmm. the um, the the goddess, uh, the Roman goddess um, Sibyl or Kybel, is also meant to have been um, a a black goddess whose body was carved allegedly out of a single um, meteoric aerolite, this mm -hmm. uh, Phrygian goddess who was yeah brought down the um, the Tiber on a barge and installed in the Phrygianum in Rome. So uh, yeah, that's the the black stone is the um, the Grail of um, Wolfram's Parsifal, right. and I guess teasing it out from there. Um, there's mm -hmm. also those who say that the Grail is the the blood of Christ. And um, the, um, yeah, um, Dietrich of Alsace brought um, a file of the blood of Christ back from at the time of the Crusades. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it gave it to the town of Bruges, and it's still there in a glass file in the sanctuary of the, the Basilica of the Holy Blood in, in, in Bruges, where it's um, wow. venerated to this day. And it never dried up. It never <laughs> oxidized, even within that. Um, apparently not. It's a little like, wow. I guess, that um, the, the, the file of creepy green goo in that John Carpenter movie, um, Prince of Darkness, only, yeah. uh, only red, and it's there in the, um, the Basilica of the Holy Blood in Bruges. And um, if you're hmm. believing it's the, the, the blood of Christ is the Holy Grail, that too is a grail. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, at some point, the, um, the Catholic Church made a... a a big move to um, to Christianize the Grail and bring it into the Catholic faith, and basically um, reinterpreted it as the as a Christian relic, as the cup of the Last Supper. And um, there's a number of different cups that <coughs> that description, notably the cup of Valencia, mm -hmm. which yeah, also punting around Europe. Yes. And yes. <laughs> then there's other folk who um, would link it to the um, the cup of Abraham. Which is um, which is way older and part of the um, the sacred treasure of the um, the Temple of Solomon. 
and um, mm, that's interesting. Yeah, allegedly interesting. excavated by um, the Knights Templar at the time of the Crusade, and again, um, quite possibly brought back to Europe, which is where um, Hamilton and Carl come into the story. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Well, that'll be another show. They get around. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, so, what about the theory of you know? Let's 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 just go a bit commercial for a moment. Though the whole Da Vinci Code version of the yeah, movie. the Da Vinci Code version is um, based basically Dan Brown um, yeah. is springboarding off the um, the research originally done by um, my former neighbor Henry Lincoln, yes. Um, who yes. yeah sadly passed earlier this year. Yes, and, um, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah in April he literally lived across the river from um, where I am now, and it yes. was um, Lincoln, Bajant, and Lee, and um, Holy Blood and the Holy Grail. That's who, right. Um, yeah, basically postulated the idea that it's a it's a version of Sangreal, Blood mm -hmm. Royal, the um of, of the um the um Christ yeah, bloodline, basically yeah. the notion mm -hmm. that Christ um yeah married Mary Magdalene and, and had issue the um mm -hmm. which in its own right I'm not sure whether that's um something I fully buy into because obviously there's a um. A huge morass of um, conspiration and um, uh, um, speculation surrounding the Holy Blood, Holy Grail um, research and the documentation of it. And mm -hmm. um, the one thing we clearly don't have is we nobody has um, Christ's DNA. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have we have no idea, no way of actually or, or authenticating that story or um, mm -hmm. or, or do we? Well, there's different folk that um, would argue that, but I still don't think we've got any actual surviving physical relics from the time of Christ. But we could have physical people that are descendants of, and how would you know? I think how would you know? Just trying to yeah. say, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a bit they like could be anybody, right? I know. It's a bit like trying to find dinosaur DNA. It's super hard finding, um, you know, a, phys a provable physical evidence of. Um, right of christ's existence from the time to actually um to actually authenticate that and as a result um there are any number of people in the present day certainly right here in the area where i live in who claim to be um descended from either christ or mary magdalene mm -hmm. uh, um i i wouldn't want to um back any of their claims because um they're all very heavily divided against each other yeah. yeah, that would be a tough one. I mean, Mary Magdalene yeah. at least lived in the area. People pretty much, you know, she lived alone for so long. You never know. But it may not be what people think, <laughs> you know. Um, but Christ, I mean, good luck. Yeah, I mean, um, Bajant, Lincoln, and Lee argued that um, it was the Merovingian bloodline. Yes. And, um yeah. That that in itself is a is a wee bit contentious from the um, point of view that there's a lot of folk mm -hmm. who don't believe the Merovingian bloodline descended to the present day, mm -hmm. and also um, looking at the original myth, um, strictly speaking, um, the Merovingian bloodlines meant to stem from a sea monster. That's um, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're kidding. And some kind of favorite like, type of coffee out there. A lot of people like, like that. Arthur in the sword. <laughs> yeah. And he goes um, down to the water. 
the yes, story we got from the mythology is that uh, is that um, the actual um, mm. origin of the bloodline is, according to the myth, is supposed to be a, a Lovecraftian um, sea creature called Merivay. Yes. And um, Merivay is meant to have, um, I guess, um, unnaturally touched or um, sexually molested Clotilde, the um, the Celtic priestess, while she was swimming. Oh, uh, thus, uh, yeah, forget the, the bloodline. Um, I, I have no idea what the heck Merivé was, or if it even right. existed. Um, a detail really always... crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a detail that always makes me smile is that the original myth says that Merivé was like unto a quinator. Uh, which is the best description we got. I've got no idea what a quinator even is, but Merivay uh, <laughs> wasn't a quinator, but he was like unto a quinator. Right, <laughs> I, was, I really was hoping you'd know because I mean, yeah. I've, got, I've got nothing. But so and, what? Yeah, no, please. Yeah, and a, a, a tiny, but um, it'll be salient later on. A tiny detail of that is that. Um, some of the modern day vampire orders the the folk who who um currently believe that they are um are vampires or um yeah believe in this sort of thing um but also claim merive as the ancestor of the um of the vampire bloodline of the um the original vampires who made the other vampires so there's different there's different claims on the merovingian bloodline and um I didn't I can also, realize that was one of them. Yeah, um, that's uh, one of the wilder ones, but there are unfortunately folk out there who um, do believe this stuff, and there are folk out there who are um, are drinking human blood. That that I I know. There's there's cults, you know, or shall we say orders? There are orders um, and groups um, all over the place that that do that. I wouldn't even think that it would be safe nowadays to do such things, but um, apparently they can get tested donors and things of that nature. Yeah, but I was going to say, right within themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, lots of the um, sanguinarium documents online and stuff are mostly to do with trying to find um, safe sources of, of, of human blood and ways of um, mm. pursuing this um, rather vain pastime because I believe it's all to um keep oneself young and good looking and to um oh, yeah to try yeah. to try and to try and live forever without getting any um major um blood diseases or without um contracting mm -hmm. AIDS or um mm -hmm. yeah um nowadays COVID. Right. <laughs> At least oh, <laughs> At least nowadays. Um so why do you think Otto Rahn was, I mean, aside from the fact that the Nazis were very interested in this sort of thing, what makes you think, like, why do you think he would go on this crusade to try to find this? Why this specifically? A lot of it comes down to where Otto grew up. Um, he grew up in the Black Forest. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, and he was he, um, he was within striking distance of Wildenburg Castle, where um, yes. Wolfram wrote um, Parsifal. Right. So he must he must have heard the story as a as a child, mm -hmm. uh, as a very young man, and must have um, visited the castle and was probably imbued with this legend from right from the very beginning. Right. And I think he was also very heavily influenced by um, by the brothers Grimm, by yeah. um, Jakob and Wilhelm. Right. And I think he wanted to be a, a, a modern day um, 
sort of antecedent to the the brothers Grimm, mm. and um, pursue a career as a yeah as a folklorist, mm -hmm. and another uh, in, another character of that time, a figure who was um, I think a hero to Otto, but all, all but unknown to us. Mm -hmm. is, it was the German um, archaeologist Heinrich Schliemann, who um, yeah um, had the who who believed that Homer's Iliad wasn't just a poem but reflected real history, mm -hmm. and um, set out to find the mythical city of Troy, mm -hmm. and actually found it, and proved that Troy was a real place, uh, which yes. was which was a sensation at the time. It was mm -hmm. just being um, back in the very dawn of the twentieth century. Mm -hmm. So Otto thought, um, sought to, I think, emulate um, Schliemann's work by um, proving that the the epic poem Parsifal also reflected real history. And he thought that by back-engineering the poem in the, a similar way to the way that um, Schliemann had approached um, the Iliad, mm -hmm. that he might actually be able to um, to find the Grail Castle and, um, yeah, pin mm -hmm. down the... Um, the myth to um, to historic reality, right? And the Grail Castle would be. Well, How did you um, determine what that would be? Yeah, Otto um, arrived at the idea. I uh, connected um, Mont Salvat, the um, Grail Castle from the from the myth to um, to Mont Segur, the um, mm -hmm. the castle here in the in the Pyrenees, right? And. Um, found clues within the text, um, notably to do with um, the hermit who initiates Parsifal, um, who is described in the original poem as inhabiting this cave um, known as Fontenay, the um, the wild fountain. Um, the, um, the hermit Trevrizant, who in the poem is described as um, someone who ate um, neither flesh nor fowl, a pe um, presumably a pescatarian or a vegetarian, and um, Otto felt this fitted the um, the notion of the the um, 12th century heretics known as the Cathars, who inherited uh, who inhabited this area, who were themselves um, yeah pescatarians and um, yeah um, mm -hmm. strictly against um, yeah meat eating from the point of view that they um, believed um, animal fish. Yeah, yeah, which I think was a mistake. I think that was based on a, a medieval misunderstanding of biology. Right. Um, they, 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 they believed that all living creatures had um, souls or had a similar, um, right. uh, yeah, spiritual essence. And at that point in time, they thought fish didn't because um, it, fish yeah. don't breathe. And they, that yeah, and they also didn't believe. They thought they just spawned um, naturally, like um, like like waterweed. They didn't realize that fish also come from eggs. Right. And mm -hmm. I think if they had a deeper understanding of um, biology, they probably would have um, given up fish too. I at agree. the point when when they were exterminated and brought down as a as a people, they were still debating whether or not it was okay to eat dolphins and whales. They couldn't figure out whether dolphins and whales were were warm blooded or cold blooded. Oh yeah, wow. they're sentient beings. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, and I, and I guess they never really had time to um to to really formalize the dogma. They were still working it out at the point in time when they were effectively vaporized. Mm hmm. But oh, it was very sad, very sad. I always find it interesting, um, you know, when I when I delve into that story, um, because the man I think who led um, 
that that attack. Um, his brother led the attack in Jerusalem. Who was um, oh, what was his name? Guy. What was his name? I know you know. I'm it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, yeah, the military commander of the crusade was <laughs> Simon de Montfort. Yes, yes, it was his brother apparently who led the battle um, that night where twenty thousand Cathars were killed. Because apparently they're both a little bit. <laughs> both of them, you know, something that had to do with, with the family. But I remember reading about the brother and they said, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with both of those men. Yeah, well, I mean, and, they say that um, Simon de Montfort was also very short-sighted, that he had failing eyesight. Um, right. They say right. that's the reason why he was um, so brutal, is that he was unable to um, to mm. see the expressions on people's faces, um, right. couldn't see the... Um, the emotion in their eyes and um, only had a partial view of the um, castles and cities that he was burning. Um, but he's, it's a bizarre state of affairs because um, I, it, they, they're also responsible for founding um, British, Britain's bicameral parliamentary system. So I remembered as heroes in England, um, um, De Montfort yeah. College in Leicester is named after them. Isn't down here in the Brunies, they're uh, yeah, remembered as um, psychopathic monsters. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah, mm -hmm. um, Simon also was a military genius, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, he, um, he, he built um, war machines, the like of which the world had never seen before. Mm -hmm. he, he built the largest, yeah, the yeah. largest catapult the world had ever seen. Which was a yeah giant ca a catapult called Malvoisine Bad Neighbor, that um, yeah was um, capable of yeah pounding castles into dust essentially, and um, um, kept pulling things out of the bag that the Occitanian people had just weren't expecting and hadn't ever seen before, right. and um, pretty much single-handedly um, brought down two nations. Um, Occitania ceased to exist, and so did Catalonia. And um, what's left of Occitania has been assimilated into modern-day France, and mm -hmm. um, Catalonia has been assimilated into Spain. And, um, yeah, both territorial issues continue to be a sore point to, mm -hmm. to this present day. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's unbelievable um, that one man can do and leave so much carnage and do so much damage. Um, what intrigues me was the Cathar prophecy because there's been a lot online about that, even social media in the last year. I belong to a few different Cathar groups and they are really on about the Cathar prophecy. Can you talk about that? And so, for people who don't know what that is, I mean, I guess if you guys have never been to France, you know, or, or studied any of this, you wouldn't understand, um, you know, much about this, but. I'm hoping by the end of the show, you guys will, because it's a pretty, pretty amazing um, story. Yeah, and I think it's also incredibly cogent at this point in time for mm -hmm. uh, a number of reasons. It's um, a story which is um, almost completely unknown to um, most of the folk in the, um, the world beyond these mountains. Mm -hmm. but same time, um, right now, it's, a, it's become a, um, a very hot issue. Right. Which, um, because we are living in the um, in literally in the time of prophecy, right? And um, um, basically, the last initiated, fully initiated Cathar adept 
um, Wilhelm Bellybast um, went to the stake in um, 1321, mm. um, uh, uh, thus, yeah, severing the line of initiation effectively. But um, before dying, um, issued a prophecy saying that um, after seven centuries, after 700 years, um, the old ways would return and the laurel would turn green again that the initiate the initiatory line would be re-established the edifice of the holy roman church would fall in fact mm -hmm. uh, he also said that a, a descendant of the house of aragon would graze their horse on the altars in rome always giving me the sense of um, an aragonese um, warrior riding that literally riding their horse into um into st peter's which mm -hmm. is, um, yeah must have been a a nice thought to cling to as um bellybast mm -hmm. went to the stake Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, the gap of seven centuries from 1321 obviously brings us to 2021, um, last year, which is when the um, the prophecy fell due. And mm -hmm. um, 2021 was also the um, 777th anniversary of the fall of Montsegur, the fall of the Cathar castle by a strange coincidence. It was 700 years after the death of Bellybast, 777 years after the fall of Montsegur, and also 77 years after the raid by the 3rd Panzer Division Das Reich on Montsegur in 1944. Wow. All of that, yeah, all of that. Yeah, I won't run on from there, but it, 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 it's even worse than that. The number of um, 777 coincidences impacted into, um, into 2021 and um, March 16th, 2021 are, um, are so beyond um, my ability to explain that it, it just feels right. like a, um, a glitch in the matrix or... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're we're totally in the matrix or a different dimension, parallel yeah. dimensions. You know, it's, well, it was it's, always part of the um of the what the Cathars were on about is that they did insist that it, like a lot of faiths that we're living in a, a, an illusory world and some kind of um in some kind of construct that mm -hmm. um the material world is apparently I um an illusion created by um not the ultimate god but um the demiurge of the material world they felt that our our souls or our consciousness was were created by some other god and had been downloaded into this place um, <laughs> i know it makes you want to watch the matrix series all when you, I, I, i'm craving that but when you say that out loud it just seems so silly it, but yet, does. <laughs> it does it does when you watch it you're like wow this this could be so real it, well, you know, if you think about it, it just seems, all of it just seems so surreal. Mm -hmm. All of it seems so surreal, all of this. Yeah, it's certainly been very, very odd living through this uh, um, process. I mean, I, I've made a slow, over the course of those 32 years, I've made a slow transition from being a um, a, a reasonably rational um the television researcher across to um i guess um by um modern standards being um something of a a raving lunatic or religious zealot just because the uh, right. the, the gradual mounting number of um coincidences and um the um crazy repetitive patterns of history the way that things seem to um events seem to echo and repeat themselves over and over again 
Mm -hmm. um, there's mm -hmm. been a, a very steady build to this um, this point of um, the point we're now at this um, time of prophecy, where mm -hmm. um, we've seen a number of events over the um, over the last few years which have um, fed into this. Um, the Holy Roman Church um, issued a partial apology for the um, for the Albigensian genocide, which happened in um, in 2016, where they, um, a group of um, Holy Roman prelates were um, dispatched to Montsegur, clutching sprigs of green laurel. They all arrived with their with their laurel in hand and, mm. and their, she their shepherd's crooks. They were um, met by approximately 1,500 um, Cathar sympathizers who had gathered around the church in Montsegur. And a, a Cathar version of the mass was performed in the consecrated church by by um, woman priests, which has, which the Holy Roman legates were forced to um, sit through. I think it's probably the first time that in history that's happened. Mm, um, wow. They issued they issued a very carefully worded um, partial apology. Right. Um, I'd say partial also because the Dominican order refused to participate. Um, the Dominican mm. order were the the um, black garb monks were the ones who were the administrators of the Inquisition. Um, mm. um, essentially, that needs to happen. The um, the they really do need to apologise for the Inquisition. Um, mm. of, a, of a truth and justice commission really does need to examine the um, the crimes of the Inquisition. They they have to own up to them, because until the um, the crime is recognized it's really um impossible to forgive them um, yeah and, and you don't they're not recognizing the crime yeah I mean, how many you know atrocities are caused out there crimes against humanity and how many of them don't recognize it yeah and the 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 role of the inquisition in this whole mess is um yeah um hugely significant i mean um for starters um yeah, um, the practice of um, burning the um, the heretics, which mm. was um, established during the Crusade, it was something they came to gradually. Like um, when the when the Crusades got rolling down here in um, Occitania, the first city they came to, Bezier, which they came to in on the feast day of Mary Magdalene in um, 1209, in Bezier they killed everyone. Um, they killed every man, woman, children, and animal, and um, burnt the city. Um, the, the, the last of them tried to take refuge in the church, also the church of Mary Magdalene, and were um, killed and burned alive in the church. And um, this presented them for problem because um, the dogs of war needed to be paid. And without spoils of war, there was no way to pay the mercenaries. And um, if you um, kill all the women, there's no one to rape. And um, mm -hmm. so um, it wasn't a good idea. And so when they came to the second city, to, um, to Carcassonne, they came up for a different mm -hmm. approach. And they thought, OK, let, this time around, um, we'll let all of them go. You guys can all go free as long as you leave the city naked, wearing nothing but your sins. And they herded them all out of the city and took took everything they owned and took took the city so they could pay the dogs of war and give them spoils. Right. But again, this wasn't really satisfactory. And it was only when they got to Minerve that someone had the bright idea of let's separate the Christians from the from the heretics, and we'll let the Christians go and we'll burn the heretics. And I think Minerve was the first um, example of um, actually burning folk. 
and um, the Inquisition didn't exist at that point. It was only mm -hmm. created after the Crusades started to wind down when they realized a military campaign wasn't enough to um, to crush the heretics and to crush the the pagans who were here in quite large numbers. And so there were also um, it was a very substantial Jewish population who were also um, either driven out or exterminated at the same time. And there was also a substantial Muslim population who suffered the same the same fate. So um, yeah, it wasn't just the the Cathars. The Cathars were the um, the pretext for it, but um, there were a number mm -hmm. of other groups uh, who were persecuted at the same time. And um, then, of course, the Inquisition came up with a system of interrogation and um, um, a bureaucracy where, um, which designed to identify heretics and to identify um, Jewish people, even if they were um, living under the cover of Christianity. Mm -hmm. uh, um, that, the Inquisition then um, gave rise to the witch hunters who came, came quite a bit later. Right. I mean... Matthew Hopkins, the most notorious, <laughs> the yeah. witch, the witch finder general, was yeah. a Puritan. Uh, yeah. He was a Puritan thanks to his mum. His mum was a French Huguenot, uh, and um, I'm sure it's uh, it's Matthew's mum, um, coming from French Huguenot Southern stock, who mm. brought those ideas with them to um, to to England and. Um, as a result, Matthew managed to start burning people again. He, um, after a, a gap in hundreds of years, he succeeded in um, burning a lady at the stake in, um, in, in Norfolk and brought it back. And um, then um, Matthew, before dying at a thankfully early age from tuberculosis, also wrote a book, um, The Discovery of Witchcraft, The Discovery of Witches, which then mm -hmm. became the manual for Cotton Mather in, um, in Salem. And yeah. the, the, the the thing fucking jumped the um the Atlantic mm -hmm. and continued in the in the New World. Mm -hmm. So it's a little like a, a social disease. I think it it tra it's it's transmitted like an STD. It's um mm -hmm. a, a, it's a little like um a, a, a psycho um religious um syphilis. Um, mm -hmm. um seems to have started somewhere around the time of the fall of Bezier or the fall of Minerve and it's it's a problem that's gone on and on and on for for centuries and has um cost the lives of um of of thousands of you know, of, of innocent people and I, I think it's a a tendency it continues into the into the present day uh, oh, yeah. and you, it's it's sad you immigrate someplace to start new and you bring all of these these behaviors with them you know and it just becomes rampant in the new world yeah so hence the uh, part of the the need for the um for people to really um look at what the inquisition did to um mm -hmm. bring it into um into our classrooms to and um, to um get some kind of acknowledgement or apology of that because it's if it's a um a, a, a social virus that's um acting on people's um uh, mm -hmm. unconscious it's really something that we that needs to be weeded out of our culture and out of our civilization it's a, it's a um a, a, a scar that, that that has to be healed it has to be fixed if um those crimes are not going to take place again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that you could go as far as saying mm -hmm. that the inquisition's um system of interrogation um and the, the way that they used informers and spies and the bureaucracy that they created also laid the foundations for the um, 
the modern um, surveillance state. Um, uh, I think pretty much every um, intelligence service from the Stasi and the KGB to Homeland Security owe a debt to the Inquisition. Right, right. So in in modern times then, um, you think behind the scenes, yeah, do do you think there's still people who are behaving as such, because I mean, I know that you you have some issues, even like. Why do you think yeah. that is? Getting the word out, nobody wants you to. Just certain things that people just don't want you to come out and say. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. Um, sadly, it's still a hot issue, right. and um, there's any number of folk out there who would um, very much like to um, silence me kill me or um, completely erase my work. Um, There have been attempts on my life in the last year. And I would also say that um, there's nary a single person left out there who's um, written about this material in English who hasn't suffered um, attacks in the last 12 months, last year to two years. It's become... um, a distinct pattern and here i'm thinking of um attacks that have been brought against um not just um hamilton white and myself As they were, but... he had briefly touched on this which is why i was bringing this up but yes do you can you talk about that a little bit um, he was hoping that you would yeah and no, it's certainly um time for some of this material to um to come out because i'm um, like i say i'm not the only one and mm-hmm. um, that, that we've taken casualties. There's at this point in time um, three dead associated just with Hamilton's show. Um, You're with, kidding! I did no, not know not. that. Yeah, um, the um, Hamilton was one of the presenters of a show called um, Lost Relics of the yes. White Templar, right. which um, has now, which which was attacked to such an extent that it's now been removed from television. So um, it, the show got cancelled. And um, not only that, from the first season of the show, there's no, uh, the first season now trails a body count, which is, um, yeah, um, certainly um, disturbing. The um, first couple of people who died on it, um, I was prepared to accept it was coincidence or um, natural causes. But um, by the time I lost my friend, Annika Corman, who was one of the... um, I knew Annika, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I had to um, take cognizance of the fact that um, um, someone or something is killing us uh, and is deliberately um, trying to shut this material down. And um, the, um, the timing of the attacks and the, um, the language of them has also been um, very carefully calculated to um, send a message to us. And that, um, yeah, Annika came under sustained um, cyber attack and um, mm-hmm. cyber bullying. And unfortunately, she passed on the, the 4th of July this year. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, Annika's sole crime was that she had appeared on the, um, the Lost Relics show and um, she had written um, three self published novels concerning um, Otto Rahn. Again, Otto was the uh, Annika's hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, she had um, reinvented him as a, as the time traveling um, protagonist of her um, of her three books, but they're um, 
they're novels and um pretty lightweight um mm-hmm. they they're not a um by any means a um uh, books that have, that carry any um ideological content right. um Annika worked as a as a tour guide out here um was mm-hmm. the, uh, the principal um tour guide here in um in 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 Rendle Chateau mm-hmm. um yet um in the attacks on the net she was yeah mischaracterized as a um as a religious leader accused of being a um an anti-semite and a, oh, a, a, rape, a rape enabler and um essentially um yeah um bullied to death which um uh, similar patterns have been displayed towards um yeah nicholas goodrick clark the um author of occult history of the third reich and um jocelyn goodwin both of whom have um been attacked in a um a similar way both of whom also wrote about um Otto Rahn and the um, the 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 Arnenberg SS um, when the attacks were launched against the History Channel, um, they, they were very specifically um, bullied into re-editing the first season of Lost Relics in order to omit any mention of um, Montsegur, the um, Pyrenean Grail, or um, yeah, the Cathars, and uh, yeah, obviously myself. Right. Uh, um, as with the attacks brought against me, there's been a pattern which um, indicates um, an ideological um, intent on 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 behalf of our attackers mm-hmm. to effectively um, delete or um, cancel um, the section of history. Um, at this point in time, anyone writing about yeah Otto Rahn or the, um, the Pyrenean Grail or um, the inner workings of the Arnenober SS, um, yeah, stands to be um, yeah attacked and cancelled. But why? What is it about this research that's just that they don't want to see out? We have about um, probably like close to a few you know a few million people listening, so just yeah, go out with it. Yeah, and I would add to that list as well that the um, first two casualties of the okay. show before uh, before Annika were unmentioned, the um, Portuguese um, treasure hunter who first yes. um, unearthed the um, so-called Tomar Horde um, committed suicide last year, um, shortly after March 16th, um, for reasons that I yeah, um, the reasons unknown at the time I was. Um, unclear whether that connected to everything else but um it's becoming increasingly suspicious and the other name associated with it is um tim wallace murphy um who was initially engaged to um establish the um provenance of the um of the horde and um tim also yeah passed under um under a cloud under mysterious circumstances um two years ago and um, I was really brought onto the show to um, to replace Tim. Um, so there was already a, a problem, I guess, by the time I got there. Tim's the author of the Rex Deus books, also about the um, the Grail family. Yes, yes. So again, why do you think? What is it about this research? It's just that they just don't want out there. Why? Are, are we, is this a threat maybe to the church? Is this a threat? Why should this be hidden? Why should history be lost forever? It's history, well, it's, it's done. It's 
It's not, unfortunately. Yeah, see, I'm playing um, devil's advocate. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, you see, that, that's the problem. I, I thought it was yeah. done, too. I thought it was safe when I um, started on this trail. I, right. I came into it very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, thinking it would make a TV documentary. And I would, I, I, and I, I thought, okay, I, I've covered wars in the earlier part of my life. I was in Afghanistan. I covered the American occupation of Haiti. I, was, I, I came out of South Africa. I, I also was... Um, um, present at the time in Rwanda and Uganda at the time of the Rwandan genocide. So I've covered wars in the past as a, yeah. as a documentarian and a, a, and a journalist. And I really thought with this one, where uh, with uh, the Rand story, that we were safe. That for yeah. once, covering a, a something that had happened decades before, where um, the last rounds had already been fired. Um, uh, maybe it was, you know, it would be a, a safe for us to sit down and uh, deal with the subject. Um, but of course, mm. uh, that's not the case. It's, yeah. um, it seems like the most benign thing that you've been through when you when you approach this probably you looked at it thinking this is a light, this is a great story to tell and to uh, create awareness and so people can understand what they really went through and what what happened. Do you fear for your life now, though? Um, not so much, because at this point in time, um, now the um, the French police are involved. Um, mm -hmm. uh, a police investigation is underway. So um, I feel now there is a degree of recognition of what's been going on by the by the authorities. That's good. Um, That's um, good. Yeah, I've got a um, a fairly substantial um, legal team beavering away, trying to. Um, unravel who did what to whom so you, you know you you know who these people are yeah what i'm saying okay i've gotten a a pretty clear idea of what uh, uh, uh well uh, uh, the beginnings of a clear idea i guess because it runs so deep that it's difficult to um to fully comprehend right. um i mean um effectively there's any number of people who have a vested interest in um in erasing this um, inconvenient bit of history, um, mm. for, for starters, it's um, it's extremely damaging to um, contemporary Christianity. Yes. Uh, and, um, if if for no other reason, um, from the fact that uh, um, it's looking increasingly likely that the so-called heretics were the actual Christians, the original Christians, the proto-Christianity that came before um, Catholicism. Yeah, it changes um, the whole story. It does change the whole story. Well, the Cathars stemmed from the Essenes, did they not? Yeah, that's the real deal. The running issue. Yeah. Um, so um, basically the, um, the Bible and what we know about Christianity is largely the product of the Holy Roman Church who started re-editing and rewriting the book about a thousand years after the event. Mm -hmm. um, um, substantially changed um, the message uh, to such an extent that... Um, well, uh, our modern concept of Christianity has been uh, utterly deformed or perverted by it. And mm -hmm. um, dialing back a thousand years, we realize that um, the so-called heretics admitted to a belief in, um, in reincarnation and a belief that um, all living things possessed souls. Um, dogs the Bible speaks about that. They've left that in there. So 
yeah, this insistence that animals don't go to heaven or don't or don't mm. have souls, I think, has been an obstacle to um, children's faith for uh, yes. for a super long time. Yeah. Uh, it's also obvious to anyone who's spent time around animals or spent time in nature that they're clearly yeah. sentient beings. Um, yes. Which um, yeah deserve to be treated as sentient beings, and that's um, a, a huge obstruction it seems to all three of the the monotheisms who um, stubbornly um, refuse to um, to believe that. And um, mm. and um, but beyond that, it also shows that early Christianity had an awful lot in common with Buddhism. Um, that the two faiths are, aren't particularly far apart. They have a, a similar belief in karma and um, the notion that you get that, that we're living in an illusory, um, an illusory realm, and that our souls get thrown back into this place time and time again unless we can um, level our karma, which is a, a distinctly Buddhist notion. But it's yeah, um, right there in the the earlier versions, and also a, a hugely important and. Um, uh, um, politically contentious issue is the um, primacy of the the role of the woman in the early Christian church. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the woman clearly the um, the priestesses, mm -hmm. um, the the priestess class, and it's quite clear that a um, that, that a patriarchal group um, hijacked the religion and rewrote it to make certain that only men could be priests, only a man can be pope, uh, and that has to end. If um, Christianity is going to remain relevant to uh, further down the pike at some point, as well as the as owning up to the Inquisition, the Holy Roman Church really does have to um, reform that. We we do need a a, a, a woman pope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have to rewrite Catholicism for that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that issue number one. Is it does strike at. Um, some fundamental issues that run through, um, I guess the um, yeah, all three of the monotheisms. Mm -hmm. um, so there, yeah, there is a a certain awkwardness to that. Then, um, yeah, you could also argue that um, another problem lies in that if um, the relics are authentic, mm -hmm. and um, I can tell you that they are, um, that um, the um, the uh, um the chalices the um the pieces from the um tomar horde can yeah. be dated back to um the time of the second temple um then that also um has a huge impact on the um situation in israel um mm -hmm. from the point of view that um obviously there's a vested interest in wanting to prove um ancient jewish usage of um of temple mount Mm -hmm. Because um, if that's the case, then that that creates a pretext to um, effectively um, drive the Palestinians from um, Jerusalem and to um, rebuild the um, the Temple of Solomon. Their temple, yes. Yeah, oh. which um, is in 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 in, um, in step with the. Um, basically with all those folk out there who um as part of the christian faith believe that we are living in the um the end times of prophecy or that we are living in the tribulation and thus um um want for one reason or another to fulfill the conditions necessary for the um the second coming of christ which mm -hmm. um includes the um yeah the recreation of the um the temple of solomon on um temple mount which means mm -hmm. um, 
basically um, destroying Al Aqsa Mosque. Um, so um, that's another, um, yeah, hugely contentious um, and deeply problematic issue relating to the um, the um, provenance of the um, of the archaeological relics concerned. So that's it's a history changer, basically. Yeah, again, it's um, and, and it would change the politics of that history. Yeah, um, and every so a lot of different sides have a um, have a vested mm. interest in um, in the current problem, which makes it um, super dangerous. And I, I find right. it um, deeply bizarre that um, those relics are uh, at least. Um, the um, Tomar Horde is um, currently in the possession of um, of Hamilton White, um, who's um, just just had his um, his home. Um, hit oh, by it's it's not there. Oh, no, not silly. No. <laughs> well, he is, but <laughs> he drinks a lot of bad beer. But aside from that, he's a smart cookie. Yeah, yeah, the chalice is okay. Yeah, uh, the chalice was not damaged by the lightning strike. No, oh, although they're, they're, they're they're into safe. the same into the same into the very same facility. Yeah, where, no, which no. Uh, yeah, they're safe. <laughs> yeah, they're safe. Well, well, I do believe that the force that protects us is stronger than the force that opposes us at this point in time, which has been um, yeah my one um, the one thing I've been able to cling to in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. and, um, so yeah, if we want to keep digging into um, the nitty gritty of um, uh, of yeah, who's responsible? Um, mm. That stage is yours. Yeah. <laughs> <Your show. laughs> um, to do that, I'm I need to um, unpack a little bit more about the um, the Cathar initiation. Okay. And um, the adepts the perfecti the um the um the religious leaders of the cathar faith who are really the only ones who are expected to abide by the dogma um they were the only ones that really led a a, a spartan um, life of purity the rest of the um population the credents were only supposed to take the um their vows on their deathbed and oh. these uh, this initiation is something known as the consolamentum and this consolamentum um, was allegedly um, a form of direct um, illumination, a little bit mm. like being hit on the head of a happy stick. You, right. um, when you receive the consolamentum, you're meant to remember your true spiritual nature and remember that your actual life extended beyond your birth and your death and, um, and become instantly enlightened. Mm -hmm. uh, and moreover, it was kind of, um, it was spread by direct contact a bit like a virus. You had to touch the hand or be touched by a, an adept who'd been touched by another adept, thus forming a um, an unbroken chain going all the way back to the scenes or, or beyond. But, yeah. Yeah. So um, it spread a bit like a virus um, through direct contact. And mm -hmm. um, because it spread like a virus, the Catholic Church sought to contain it like a virus. So they um, isolated the, all the people who'd received it, cut them off from the rest of the population, and then incinerated them uh, in the hope of wiping it out forever. Mm -hmm. um, and um, they allegedly uh, yeah, destroyed the consolamentum forever um, seven centuries ago in um, 1321. 
Mm -hmm. uh, um, mm. Subsequent years, people have um, striven to try to um, reclaim the consolamentum and restart the um, line of direct initiation. And um, as a result, at, in the present day, there's several different groups who all believe that they have some version of the um, consolamentum. Um, were there any survivors that, that could have continued this, or were they all literally just were they all killed because well, you could you could if there are descendants if there were any survivors you could continue that yeah history, um, right? and there's many folk who claim that that's the case okay um there's certainly folk out here and i'm here i'm thinking particularly in among the european rosicrucians right. um, who are under the influence of a man named antonin Gadal. Who, um, Gadal believed that he'd received a direct initiation from his uh, from an old blind man he took care of as a child, a man he refers to as Papa Garigu, who he claimed um, yeah, gave him some version of the consonamentum. And um, then um, there's also um, folk out here who believe that some version of this survives in the traditional um, Occitan healing rituals, which mm. also involve a, a laying on of hands. Mm -hmm. And um, there's certainly areas where um, pockets of people were left um, unmolested or were, um, were um, what, what they would now call heretics um, survived for, um, for centuries longer. Right. And um, mm -hmm. this is one of the things that I guess Otto Rahn was um, on the case about because, um, yeah, there are... Um, possibilities of survival but again like um not having christ's dna um trying to authenticate a real um consolamentum from uh, it's just as likely that gadal made it up and it was a yeah, uh, wonderful story that he invented um decades later in order to um justify an ancient lineage for his secret society Mm -hmm. which is uh, a running issue with most secret societies is that they have to have the, the people the membership do have to believe that there is an ancient transmission of, of genuine right. information much like the priori of sound yeah yeah so trying to prove who's got the real consolamentum is again um virtually mm. impossible and then this brings me to um yeah the the burning issue which is that um a lot of folk in the 19th century, um, during the great age of spiritualism, and spirit, or in France, spiritism, um, sought to reestablish the initiatory line by channeling the ascended Cathar masters. Right. Um, by, by channeling um, Guillaume de Castries, the last head of the Cathar Church, or channeling um, the great Esclamond, Nye Esclamond, mm -hmm. the greatest of the uh, the Cathar high priestesses. Mm -hmm. And um, in particular, um, an individual named Jules Duanel um, and Lady Caithness, who channeled um, Tau Esclamonda and um, Guillaume de Castries at a, um, a seance in um, back in the late 19th century. Mm -hmm. uh, 
1890, um, Jules Duanel declared it the era of Gnosis restored and founded the Gnostic Church, and which pronged into the um, the Gnostic Catholic Eglise, the Gnostic Catholic Church, which um, mm -hmm. certainly um, is a sense of the, of trying to renew the um, the initiatory link by um, through reaching out to the um, the astral presences by channeling the um, the yeah the um consolamentum into the present day mm -hmm. then um that duanelian um initiation which um the gnostic catholic mass which is the central rite of the gnostic catholic eglise was then borrowed and um repurposed um to become the um the central rite of um the Ordo Templi Orientis of the um, of the OTO, um, mm -hmm. Alistair Crowley's um, initiatory organization, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, which basically adopted the um, Duanel's um, Gnostic Catholic Mass um, mm -hmm. to to a sense um, perverted it in that their version needs has to be requires a um, high priest, high priestess, a deacon, and effectively um, two children um which is the um yeah the central right of the um of the the of the modern day um oto mm -hmm. uh, and um it's coming um the attacks directed against me have been um directed um largely by the oto or at least by um one individual um um Tonis Ruggas, who um styles herself as a high-ranking member of the um Californian OTO, and um, who's basically um responsible for the attacks on Hamilton and on um Annika and on um basically bouncing um yeah, Tracy Robertson, um aka Scarlett Amaris, one of my ex-girlfriends, into writing a fully mendacious blog attacking myself, which was um, headed 777, which also happens to have a resonance to um, to the OTO, and which, um, yeah, was um, promoted online in a, um, in a very organized way as an organized hit on um, March 16th, um, 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, timed for the 777th um, anniversary of the um, the fall of Montsegur and the um, the point when the um, the laurel was supposed to turn green again, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. yeah, um, this would seem to be a um, on one level a war over um, who has the um, the real consolamentum. Mm -hmm. Wow, um, what do you say to that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to absorb it. I'm just like, wow, this, this feels like uh, Da Vinci Code Part Three. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a goddamn mess. There's any number of folk who um see Mont Segur as their Mount Sinai. Yeah, um, I'm still trying to absorb the three deaths because I was unaware of this, and this mm. this changes a lot. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, um. So what is it specifically about Mount Sinai that, that everybody wants to, like you say, call it their Mount Sinai? I mean, they don't want any of this information getting out. It's not like people, it's not hard to research. It's really not. I mean, from your perspective to, to the depth 
of what you've done with the knowledge that you have. Obviously, it's a little bit different. But, I mean, you can't stop. Try as you might. You know, history has a way of making itself known. It just does. You can't, you can't necessarily stop the progress of that. Not too many well, people like- are going to know about it once this book comes out. That's it. Well, uh, you know, we've got a, a maxim, I guess, truth will out. And um, truth is irreducible. I mean, to what is what was once true, what was true in um, 1244 or in the 12th century remains true. Mm-hmm. And um, a lie, even if it's believed, is still a lie. But, um, and truth, even if no one believes it, is still true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, what was true back then um, is, yeah, still true now. And um, I guess um, on a, um, a spiritual level, um, Otto Rahn um, believed that the Holy Grail, he at least didn't so much believe, but as a metaphor, he um, equated it with the, um, the diadem of Lucifer, the crown of Lucifer. Um, he talks about the grail being um, the diadem that Lucifer wore, the fairest of God's angels when he was cast out of heaven. And the diadem mm-hmm. fell from his brow, fell from, fell to earth and became the stone or became became the grail. The grail is the lost link with um, w- w- with the creator deity, with um, the enlightened state, with, with heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, the link that the rebel angel lost when he fell. And um, as a result, the servants of the rebel angel um, continue to seek the grail. The um, servants of the forces of darkness continue to lay siege to the grail, even unto the present day. Um, when um, I had the um, one of the principal relics authenticated recently, I passed it to a profession to um, professional archaeologists in uh, and to. Um, a, a, a friend of, that will remain yeah, unnamed course, who yeah. has you know, yeah. close links to um, right. UNESCO, um, the UN, and to, um, mm-hmm. the, to the intelligence services. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 we were able to match the substance the chalice was made out of to, um, uh, yeah, to a quarry in, um, in Israel. Yes. And, um, yeah. Um, if, to my surprise, this um, academic was was completely unsurprised by this. I was amazed about the provenance of the uh, of, of the hoard, but um, he, he, he just kind of shrugged it off and said, "Well, he, mm. he, given that we're living in the uh, the end times of prophecy, it makes sense that some symbolic physical manifestation of the Grail would show up." And it also makes sense that there's a, an opposing force that is determined to um, lay siege to the castle and, yeah, obliterate the um, all trace of it because that happens every time, right. which um, makes me feel like I'm trapped in one of those Final Destination movies. I was going to oh, say. Right. Back away Just from the looping. log truck. Yeah, yeah, back away from the log truck. That's just it, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's just too much. But. We just have to do a very quick station and sponsor ID. Yeah, it's that time. You it are is. listening to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Fazano coming to you live 
on 105.3 FM from the gorgeous city of New Orleans. Tonight's guest, I want to call him Sir Richard Stanley. And if you're listening, you'll know why. Shout out and thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one. Thank you for your support and your continuing sponsorship. Also, a big thank you to for our intro and outro rather to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You could find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and follow him on Facebook and Instagram. He is posting all kinds of links to his new music ready for Halloween. Stream or listen to our archives on the platform you normally use. And please remember, wherever you're listening from right now, please subscribe and give us a like too. Excellent. And we are back. <laughs> so, wow. Um, I need a drink. <laughs> I yeah, I got one, but I'm in Occitania and I can't pass it over. Oh, gosh. Darn seriously. I, I, I just, I feel like I need to run away from the screen and pour some cognac or something, something strong. Just, I know. Yeah, something that can just straighten that right out. I'm in total shock, Richard. Like, there's... Mm. Oh my gosh. I can't even go there. That's another, that's not a conversation for the masses, but it's, it's, it's not. No. no. Um, hmm. well, thank you for having me on the show and allowing me to even um, get this out here. Oh, because... you still have time. You're still yeah, on for another half hour. <laughs> Super. Yeah. You like, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is, this one's for you, Richard. CC says, hello. <laughs> so that's for you. Um, just to address a couple of comments as we move forward. Um, yeah, there's been so many. We try to just let them come in um, in the end. I find this comment mm -hmm. extremely interesting um, that the Cathars. Oh, I'm going to go ahead. No, it's, it's okay. You started. No, no, oh. you go ahead. No, no, go oh, ahead. my gosh. Carrie's really impressed me because she really knows her stuff. And I'm learning a lot from you. So thank you. Um, Cathars didn't revere the symbol of the crucifix cross, but rather the symbol of the dove of the Holy Spirit. Which the church does too. Yes, they do, especially during Easter and spring. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, and yeah, here in um, yeah Occitania, uh, the local um, myth is that um, Nyesclamonda, Esclamonda Foi, the greatest of the Cathar high priestesses, never died. Um, she has no death date. Otto researched her genealogy. We know when she was born. We know all about her children. Um, mm -hmm. We know all about her family, but um, she has no death date. She um, never, the, the myth is that she never died, but passed alive into the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, like the prophet Elijah or like Christ, um, right. Nice Mondo is supposed to have ascended. Um, mm -hmm. The story, strictly speaking, is that she didn't just ascend, she turned into a dove. Um, oh, flew away. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in some versions, the dove split the mountain with its beak, um, and the grail was thrown into the mountain, which closed around it, and so the grail was saved, and the dove um, flew away or became the um, the symbol of the the Cathar faith. Um, Esclamond became the um, yeah the the living symbol of the faith. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, historians. Yeah, it's a, it's an incredible story, and um, in the I won't have the time to unpack it all. But the in the fullness of, of the story, there were in fact um, three Esclamons in um, three successive generations. 
who um, all um, were were vitally involved in um, the story of Montsegur. Uh, basically, Esclamont de Foir um, enabled the castle to be built and endowed its construction. And um, that would have been a very old woman if she was still alive at the time of the siege in 1244. Mm. Um, the second Esclamont, her niece Esclamont Dalian, would have been about 38 at the time of the siege. She was not an initiated Cathar. She allegedly donned man's armor and picked up a sword to um, defend the castle like a sort of Occitan mm. Red Sonia. Um, and um, took, took many lovers. She was not celibate. She was Esclamont de Amarus or Esclamont the Bastard. Uh, the, the second Esclamond, and then the third Esclamond, um, Esclamond de Perret, was probably about between nine and thirteen years old at the time of the siege. Was a little girl who perished on the on, on the fire on um, uh, on the Camp de Cremat on March the sixteenth. Um, so the three of them, the great Esclamond, who allegedly turned into a dove or passed, uh, transcended, became one of the ascended masters. The one allegedly channeled by Jules Duanel in eighteen ninety five. Hmm. Um, sorry, 1890. Uh, this, yeah, you've got the great Esclamond, um, the mother. You've got um, the warrior woman, the um, who defended the castle of her life with the sword, and you've got the innocent child who hmm. um, died on the fire, the result of the, uh, the centuries oh. of, um, <laughs> of history. And, yeah, led to a uh, a completely innocent child being burned alive. Which is yeah one of the, uh, the the great crimes of um mm. yeah of, of us of our civilization. <laughs> um, the three of them together also um conformed to Graves Robert Graves' schemer of, schema of um the threefold goddess. Mm. Um, Esclamond herself is supposed to have literally yeah ascended. So um, there's kind of another gospel going on here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It's fascinating to say the least. It's all, I find it all fascinating. I love this, the history behind all of it. Um, Amelia, this is going back to talking about the popes. Yeah, further, further back. Um, Kathy Lamports writes Wasn't there a female pope in the 1600s disguised as a male? Yeah, Pope Joan. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, female uh, popes. Yeah, mm. There is that story. Yeah, uh, um, smuggled herself in. Good for her. That's right. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's that's really got to end. I mean, I, if I, I do feel that if Christianity is going to remain a thing, it needs to uh, it needs to address the point. Yeah, it needs Come to go back age. to the beginning where you know Mary Magdalene was known to preach. So yeah, and we also we see in those in those early times a, a, a fusion of. Um, of Christianity uh, and yeah, I mentioned Buddhism, but mm -hmm. also with paganism. That's right. Um, Esclamond, um, the priestess, is at once an initiated Christian priestess, but is also the living um, symbol of the goddess. Mm -hmm. uh, it, mm -hmm. It's kind of harmonious, like um, there, there, there's there's kind of a middle ground between between all of the faiths, which um, I, I think may be achievable. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, okay. Carol Hernandez asked, have they found Noah's Ark? They believe they have, I think. I they believe it, yeah. Turkey. Didn't they take a satellite view or picture of it somewhere in, um, oh, my gosh. It's in Turkey. You can go visit it. Is it, it. Turkey? Is that in the, the mountains? Do you think that's the right one on the mountain in Turkey? 
not an uh, air vet down below. I'm, I'm not really qualified to comment on the art because uh, uh, okay. I'm really um, we'll Leave that right there then. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> um, this, this is a really good point. Well, it is. Divine feminine is rising so strongly now. Patriarchy is running scared. Um, it's a good point. Yeah. And Carrie, you did say yes, but Catholics, etc., wouldn't say it's female divine yeah. energy. I think that you would be surprised by how many would say it is. Because even my mom, mm. who, I mean, she rest in peace, who, who would have been in her 90s right now always believed that anybody should be able to minister anyone should be able to be a priest and she was a devout catholic but she believed in mary magdalene as the wife of jesus she never believed what was said and my mom comes from a family of bishops and cardinals and priests so mm -hmm. i grew up with a different perspective on mm -hmm. on that story and it is a story you have to remember they they are trying to decipher the vernacular of that day and they can't do it but yet they're printing out these bibles and people are still reading these stories so it mm. never ends it's never corrected that's true yeah um so moving forward just as we slowly inch towards the end of the show we have about 15 minutes what do you what's up next on the docket with you richard Aside from trying to get this book published, what's next? Well, you know, we're in a we're we're kind of in a state of war down here, um, so which is you know just how it is. Unfortunately, um, we're winning. Um, so um, yeah, um, up next, I'm, I'm I'm staying with the book until it's um, actually published and actually available to people. Um, because yeah, um, in numerous instances, certainly with my documentary work, um, there've been, um, all kinds of attacks to uh, get basically directed against the, um, the distributors and the, mm. um, the right, the, yeah, the rights holders, um, to try and get people to drop the material from Amazon or to, um, literally, wow. um, drop it, for, um, drop it from the internet. So, um, they're not going to make it easy for you. No, I would like to see that the last crusade can actually um, reach the public, which mm -hmm. uh, hasn't it hasn't yet reached the public. It's still living on um, various people's it's hard drives. Until we've seen the um, that process through. Um, at the same time, also um, there is a um, a police investigation going on out here, and. Um, yeah, uh, we, that, that's the yeah the Ordo Templi Orientis was mentioned in report number two four six eight of the, of the Commission of Inquiry of, of Sects in um, France in the Assemblée Nationale. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, there will be um, ramifications, and um, Tracy Robertson and Tony Rugas have um, both been charged with. Um, yeah, at this point, um, with a, a number of different charges under the um, Code Penal and the Code Travail um, to do with yeah harassment, um, defamation, and what have you. Mm -hmm. So um, this affair will continue to uh, to play out. Um, we need to get Hamilton back online, uh, mm. uh, rewired. Um, right. right. Yes, yeah. so, because you guys also are continuing forward as well together on the project yes 
Yeah, uh, um, so uh, um, following this, um, I think there's going to have to be um, probably at least two more books because uh, <laughs> wow. the situation is um, complex to say the least. Um, force of circumstances meant that the first book is um, dedicated to um, the every single thing that I know about um, Otto Rahn and the um, the hidden archaeology of of Montsegur. Mm -hmm. um, but it's relegated to the past, so a second book is um, going to have to happen dealing with the present-day situation, um, which so um, we expect Crusade Against the Grail 2 for um, next year. And um, there's also a, um, a feature-length um, documentary scheduled to land um, in the um, coming months which um, has been um, shot over the course of the um, last um, seven years. And um, there were two camera crews present on the um, Camp de Cremat on the field of the stake on March 16th, um, 12, uh, um, sorry, nine, uh, 20, uh, 21. I guess I might say 12.44, almost. I've um, got it 700 years out of date. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, there were two crews present, and um, in a bizarre twist of fate, um, as we, that was when the 777 attack broke out. At that same moment, I was um, my telephone was hacked um, and cut. My um, bank account was hacked. Hamilton's bank account was hacked. Um, my my Wi-Fi was shut down. Um, we were subjected to a, a very intense cyber attack. And, um, you need to stay offline. Yeah, there were there were two um, camera crews present when that happened, and um, simultaneously yeah. on the field of the stake, we were all accidentally exposed to a rare Scandinavian form of COVID, um, which meant we were then um, immediately quarantined by the French um, sanitation department, and the camera crew was not allowed to go home, so they kept shooting. So um, the entire thing has been covered in anamorphic uh, and widescreen, and they are... Mm. Uh, a feature-length documentation of everything that happened wow. uh, is scheduled to land at the end of this year. Wow! Um, continues all the way through to the um, the court battle with the witches and the um, point when our opponents um, left court looking um, extremely crushed and angry. Right. So um, right. it, the entire thing will be um, edited into a presentable state. And um, mm. I'm not, of course, involved in um, any of that in the editorial decisions because um, it has to be impartial. Right. It has mm -hmm. to, of course, has yeah, to of course. What really happened. Uh, of course. I am, um, yeah, eagerly awaiting this event. Well, so are we. There we um, go. One more, because I think yes. this would be a little bit lengthy. <laughs> Chevalis asks, Richard, can you share your white lady experience? Um, in the time available, I can't, but I wish I could. But wow. um, the thing that really pushed me over the edge on this whole mess was um, basically um, after 17 years of being on it, when I thought I knew everything, um, I um, saw an apparition in the castle. Um, myself and um, one of my current opponents, um, Tracy Robertson, um, were both present when a um, glowing white um, female um, apparition um, resembling, a, a, to some extent, a Marvel um, comic books character. She was a goddess. Mm. Uh, 
and young and fierce and um, manifested in the castle of a, a, um, a thing which um, many other people have um, written about in different accounts, which I never believed until I saw it firsthand. And, mm. It, it, it also contained many aspects of an, a Marian apparition, the wow. sweet smell of sanctity like flowers or roses, the, um, uh, the, the look of it um, could have been um, mistaken for a Marian apparition um, were it not for the fact that it was happening in a castle that had been destroyed by the Holy Roman Church and damned as the, the serpent's head or the synagogue of Satan. Mm -hmm. so, um, wow. Yeah, a disorientating um, experience, but um, forced me to um, believe in the, um, the the reality of the story. Wow! Yeah, that's insane. My gosh, <laughs> what haven't yeah. you had experiences with? Yes, cut me up, but both of us at the time, because um, we, there was no support group to go to. If it had been a UFO, we might have sought out other UFO contactees. If it had been the living presence of Christ, right. or, would have known who to go to. But um, right. Running into a, a into a Valkyrie or um, mm. uh, some version of yeah um, uh, a, 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 a superheroine was um, something that I was not expecting. No, well, I mean, you're in the area for it. You know, let's face it, the Languedoc area is um, teeming with all sorts of experiences that are, I guess, shall we say, out of this world. You know, I know a lot of people down that area who catch UFOs. Why not uh, divine sightings? Or no, there's, there's been a lot of UFO stuff in the last week. Oh wow, uh, really? A lot, a lot, a lot of um, people reporting mothership stuff um, going on. Um, and, wow. Um, we, 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 it's true there have been massive, weird lenticular cloud formations with crazy lightning and um, stuff. Yeah. That. Yeah. Are you but, sure yeah. it was lightning that hit Hamilton's home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes nothing for a you know a craft to go from <laughs> Trent to QK. Yeah, poor Hamilton, not what he needs. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 none of the circuit breakers tripped and none of the fuses blew, and it, 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 it worked its way through the house in a manner which was um, yeah, tripping anomalous. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we'll leave that Saying, right there. I think we should re, you know, think this one. <laughs> I know. I know. From Was what it I'm... Mother Nature? Well, either way, he won't be covered by insurance. <laughs> no, definitely an act of something anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what I understand, you and Hamilton are joining us again December 29th. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. You are. Wow. Yeah. Are we sharing champagne? We're so close to New Year's. We're so close, I know. <laughs> are we allowed yeah. to drink, Joe? Oh, we, know, we know Hamilton will be sharing something in there. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so, you know, we're sneaky about it, but we always know. Um, yeah. So tell everybody how to get a hold of you, how to um, order... You know, can they see your films? Can they order them? Can they, um, do you have a, a, any of your books, anything like that? Just promote yourself and get it out there. Okay, well, I mean, Last Crusade is scheduled to land. Um, the sad truth of it is <laughs> I've lost control of um, the um, revenues from pretty much any of my movies. Um, oh. You know, so, um, 
all of which have been um, attacked for different crazy reasons. So, so um, it's it's a tricky thing, but they're out there. Um, right. You can certainly find them and buy them. I won't probably see any benefit from it, but um, most recently, uh, yeah, um, not just yet. It, it, it's um, I, I do intend to um, to do, to to get uh, to um, obviously reclaim some of that lost territory. But for the time being, all of it's um, effectively out of my control. Um, mm. Color out of space. My last feature film as a director is currently, um, yeah. Um, one of the most viewed films on uh, on streaming. Um, oh, yeah. It was a huge the, hit. Yeah, so it's mm -hmm. doing extremely well for someone. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> okay, then I won't watch it if it's not that yes. you. Yeah, as much I, as I, I love Nick Cage, I, 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 I won't watch it. Uh, I'd still recommend it. And um, there's been no time on tonight's show, but there's a whole Lovecraftian component to this mess. Well... Um, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, I love H.P. Lovecraft. You want to come on sometimes to talk about your films and H.P. Lovecraft. I'm all over that. <laughs> so. I'd love to, because as you well know, Lovecraft's been attacked. And the Lovecraft fan base has been attacked. Uh, it's uh, it, And um, some of the people that we're fighting against um, have also played a, a key part in that. It was um, wow. in um, Tonley's um, Ruggas, who... Um, used an individual named Adam Scott Glancy to um, basically divide the Lovecraft community and um, yeah. it, it, they've been directly attacked. Mm. So um, it, it fully um, factors into this whole mess just as Lovecraft himself is, uh, yeah, has become a victim of, um, of cancel culture. Wow. So, um, it's, um, we should do that sometime at the beginning because we're booked up like solid into you know, probably middle of January, February now, but I think it would be really good for a 2023 yeah. bang. Start off with <laughs> Kathy. Yeah, I mean, Kathy, bang. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Kathy wrote, never heard of Lovecraft. I bet you, you wow. do, and you just don't know it. Yes. Because there's like just reading. a lot out there, and I bet you've seen something and you just mm. don't realize it. No. There's a lot. Oh, that's a whole movement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a very similar state of affairs. It's a parallel thing. I mean, the Lovecraft alien, ultra-dimensional presence here in the zone, mm -hmm. uh, um, Mount Bucharest, and those yes. um, <laughs> so-called lenticular yeah. cloud formations that have been parked overhead here. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, um, yeah, and Cthulhu and the Lovecraftian mythos. Yeah. Is, is yeah all to do with the return of the old ones, yes. um, Le Grand Ancien, the great old ones, yes. um, the ultra-dimensional alien in human other I love it. Yeah, that are allegedly trying to break back into our paradigm and re-manifest. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, um, I so know. A, I love Lovecraft. <laughs> I think I a lot of it. people don't realize they've seen a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I they realize it. I know. I remember the first time my son came up to me, and he, when he was, you know, quite a bit younger, and he goes, "Yeah," he goes, he started joking around and talking about Cthulhu. So I had a big painting done for him. A friend of mine, uh, you know, is an artist. He did this big giant painting of Cthulhu, and I said, "I know exactly what that is." And he was just like, "What?" <laughs> okay, I am not that old. Okay, kid. <laughs> so just, yeah. That's it. So yeah, forget it. Kathy, just, sure. Google, just Google, I just Google. I bet you'll be HP like, Lovecraft. wow, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I knew that. Yeah, I know. I yeah, know. it's bigger it's than amazing. you think. 
is amazing. Yeah, anyway. it's thing, and it's. I think that the like the um, the neo Cathars, the Lovecraft community, really helped to fight for to uh, make certain that um, the mythos, uh, the old ones, gets its fair representation in the media and actually gets its voice heard. Yes. That it's time that that stuff landed and arrived, and uh, there's a lot, a lot of other folk who are using um, yeah. every unscrupulous method to um, cancel it or, um, or or stop it from happening. And it's time mm -hmm. that yeah, Cthulhu and Yogg-Sothoth have their goddamn day and um, are streamed in people's lounges. I, I just have to say, cancel culture really pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Just because you cancel something doesn't mean it didn't happen. Can't get it's, me started on that. Oh, don't get me started. We <laughs> don't so have the kind with stuff like no. that. I'll get us booted off. I'll get us totally booted off. YouTube, oh, yeah. I get started. <laughs> All that censorship. Um, anyway, I really want to thank you for coming on. I really was looking so forward to this because I know, you know, the Languedoc area south of France, France in general, especially the south of France, is just so near and dear to me. I just, I loved it. Uh, can't wait to get back there. Um, and being obviously not as versed as you are, but very versed in, you know, in Gnosticism and, and, and this, the time of the Essenes, the Cathars, the Templars, all of that. It's just so near and dear. And to hear, you know, just to hear it come, all come from somebody who, is so versed in it. it was really exciting and i really want to thank you for taking the time to talk about it all with us yes. and i'm sorry you have to go through all of the other politics and the other stuff that's just just shouldn't be happening i, I say politics because in one form or another that's what it ends up being yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, in the um, the years wow. that I've known um, months ago, we've had um, a takeover bid by Magdalenians when a, um, an American um, Magdalenian cult essentially tried to take over the village. Um, that was followed, that was followed by a theme park initiative, and the attempt to turn Montsego into a theme park Montsego. Oh my uh, gosh! Uh, what is wrong with them? Our, our, our very own. Um, um, plutocrat, technocrat character Robert Finance, who came out of the Toulousean Airbus industry and proposed the notion of um, the Theme Park Montsegur initiative, which we fought for years. Um, and um, then when we thought um, that was over, we had um, a mountaintop mining company, um, which um, decided to um, try and um, vaporize the Pic de Saint Barthélemy, the over the uh, the uh, adjoining mountain because they like the Harkonnens and Dune, they discovered vast deposits of a hitherto unidentified mineral element known as Imrus HARG talc beneath the mountain, which they mm -hmm. are beating. That's like on your a, website. Run of, yeah, of, of Avatar or Fern Gully or something. So, um, how is that even allowed? How, yeah. how does the government even say, yes, this is the real thing, let's do it? Like, that wouldn't happen in Israel, I can say. No, these are just historic areas. Yeah. Yeah, That's so never crazy. a dull moment around here. It's uh, it's uh, it's a crazy world. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> crazy world. It's an understatement. My gosh. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, we're, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you in Hamilton again in December. And uh, who knows? Something opens up before that. Maybe we can 
you know, squeak you in there. And uh, especially since, since you can do it live, this is yeah. great. He's awake anyways. I know. You're awake. We're awake. Hamilton to do the 29th live. Hamilton. I don't know if he could stay up that late. <laughs> He's so. done it before. We can, uh, we can yeah. squeeze him. If he came around to my place and we did it from the Languedoc, that could work. I could keep him awake. That could be fun. There we go. Let's work on that for <laughs> but New will Year's. Will he be coherent enough to do an interview if you keep him awake? <laughs> keep me yeah, keep him coherent is the key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Hamilton. So, so keep the beer out of his hands until after the interview. <laughs> there we go. Well, thank I could watch him. <laughs> oh, you're the best. I honestly, I've been calling you Sir Richard for three days. I even yes. told Hamilton, there's Hamilton. He's awake now. Hi, Hamilton. Oh, hello, wow. Hamilton. There so we if go. someone's on his phone. There we go. There he I is. I was telling him today, I said, I've been calling Richard Sir for days. <laughs> I just feel like I, I need to call you Sir Richard. I don't know if it's some kind of hush life like, or okay. something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you won't mind. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> anyway. Sir and Lord. There we go. Thank you so much. Thank and you. I will be in touch with um, um, and an email after the show. I'd like to connect up and let you know how many people were listening to you tonight. Well, that'd be a joy. And yeah, you take care out there. All right. You too. Be yeah. safe, Richard. Please be safe. Thank you again. Thank right. you. Thanks for joining you. Thank you. <laughs> well, guys, that was amazing to say the least my gosh a big thank you um to richard stanley just a wealth of information and just so near and dear the information was just oh my god so much you learn when you think you know so much and you realize you know you know this is a lot of research but you guys if you are in the languedoc area go down and see richard because he i believe does tours or can be um connected with to do uh some tours down there if he's got the time so big thank you to him big thank you to Folgers coffee big thank you to dr snick um justin snicker and please whichever platform you were on subscribe like us um you know whatever it takes just show us some love if you need to contact us please do so at the outer realm contact at gmail.com the outer realm contact at gmail.com tomorrow night um another really amazing guest uh samuel chong who's going to be discussing and i hope i say this properly hamilton can probably say it properly uh the uh theuba prophecy um it's going to be mind-blowing to say the least it's going to delve into um, ET, ghost, prophecy, so much more. It's just, it's just really old knowledge. And um, here we go. You were right, Hamilton. Yes, Hamilton, you were right. Oh, Sir right. Richard was amazing. He was. <laughs> Richard was great. Yes, he was. And Kathy uh, said thank you to Sir Richard. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, thank you, Sir Richard. See, it's not just us. There we go. Yeah. And there we go. There we go. Just trying to make sure we Thanks, get everybody. Here we go. So Thanks, everyone Ken. behave. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Looking forward to another great show. Um, so thank you to everyone who is in chat um, currently. Just Guys, just make it so much more fun. So good night, everyone. Yes, his accent. Yeah, South Africa <laughs> is the top accent, just saying. It is. Yeah. All right. Everyone. Comes in a second. Good night. <laughs>